This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. We've made it to the final day of the week. Nebraska basketball has a big game tonight against Idaho State. And big game in terms of trying to get back on the winning track. Husker football plays Wisconsin tomorrow afternoon at 2.30. But before that, we must say hello. Nick Sainert, Enrique Alvarez, Clary with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. That's good. Any big plans this weekend? Nope. Got a small child's birthday party that I'm possibly going to tomorrow. How well do you know the small child? It is Rachel's cousin's son. Rachel's cousin's son. Cousin-in-law. Is that Do you say that? Cousin-in-law? In-law's cousin? No, it's not your in-law's cousin. It's not my in-law's cousin. But I think... It's my wife's cousin. People get the gifs, gist of it. How long is a child like that's birthday party? As long as the parents want it to be. Okay. I, I didn't know. I, I feel like there's a certain amount of time where birthday parties can last too long. Well, I mean, it's not like an all-day thing. Yeah. I, I, I think that I've heard and I've been to like four-year-olds birthday parties that have been three hours, and that's just too long. I mean, that's fine if you have people to talk to, because, I mean, you're not talking to the four-year-old for three hours. Good point. As always, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line. Both of those are open for you all hour long, as well as the Starter Heyman Jeweler video stream. Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, check us out there. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like the like the page, and that way you get the notifications when we go live with all of our shows, including the daily the daily lineup, and then also the ticket weeknights. So what's the buzz? Um, the truth with Kobe and, and CJ. We're adding more. The Star Show will be on there as well. The Lincoln Star Show um, with Rocky Russo, the head coach. Those will all be on there. You can get updated and alerted when those go live. And then, as always, Twitter as well at Radio Rico AC at Nick underscore Sainert. The, here's kind of how, how today's going to go. I want to get your guys' final reactions. Once again, 402-464-5685. I want to get your guys' reaction. What are your thoughts heading into tomorrow's game against Wisconsin, a game um, and, a, and a program that Scott Frost has not been able to beat? We're going to be able to say that for the next two two weeks. Scott Frost has not been able to um, beat Wisconsin in his time here, and now he has to well, go I hope in. We're able to not, I hope we're not, able, we're not able to say that after tomorrow. Yes, but right now we are, and and how um, they now they have to go in without an offensive staff. I mean, with an offensive staff, but it's it's a big shakeup, which you guys all know. Um, you, you guys all know how kind of everything's going. So, what are your final concerns tomorrow? Ramir Johnson, the running back room is is kind of beat up. Scott talked about that yesterday. Jaquez Yant, nobody knows if he's going to be available. We're we're kind of guessing that he might not be. After uh, he he's not been around the program the last couple days or a week or so, and so we'll see kind of how things unfold um, in the running back room. A- Adrian Martinez, there's a there's a question mark about how healthy he is right now, and and despite him not thinking about 
or telling us that he's not thinking about the future. Fan bases, we are thinking about, is this the last couple games of Adrian Martinez being at Nebraska? And I want to talk about that a little bit once we get rolling here about if Nebraska is able to win these last two, does that appease the fan base enough to where he's welcomed back? So I want to dive into that. That's an interesting um, little discussion, and, and it great throw, throws a little more flavor into it when you're talking about having to bring in a new offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And and then it even adds to add more spice to the mix, it's um, talking about how Scott Frost's his back is really up against a wall not only the rest of the, this offseason, but next season mm-hmm. um, after his buyout goes down or is split in half after week six. So that's an interesting um, interesting way to look at things. So I want to gather your thoughts, Rico, and I want to gather the text line's thoughts, um, and, and feel free to call in as well. We will be joined by Mike Hogan of Badger 24-7 Sports up in Madison at 2.30 today. Give us a preview. We'll talk about Braylon Allen. We'll talk about um, Paul Christ a little bit, see uh, how fans are feeling about the Badger program now because they've really turned it on as of late. Their defense is spectacular, led by Leo Chanel in the linebacking room. And then, obviously, it, I, I'm really intrigued and almost jealous of the running back room because I was looking more in depth on it, and they've had guys that have left the program. They've been dismissed. They had the Clemson transfer who got injured in the Rutgers game and out for the season. And so they're on for their fourth guy who took over just on October something October 9th I believe he's played the last six weeks and he has surpassed 100 yards in each game in every single game and so it's just been been quite interesting there Luke says this I almost forgot that we still have Marquis step um maybe he shows something tomorrow yeah and and thinking back to the way it was in the beginning of the year that's that's the mentality that we had every single week no matter who it was no matter who we thought could maybe step up that week, it was maybe we see at the time Savion Morrison. Maybe we see more of Jacquez Yant after um, he had a couple big breakout plays. It was always a this game seems perfect for, you know, insert name here, mm-hmm. and then you would not see that said yeah. running back, which was very confusing. Uh, you 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 didn't see Ramir Johnson's name on the depth chart for the first three games. Uh, and then all of a sudden he's starting and he's he's held on to the starting spot. You know, you you get a good performance from Marquis Step in game two. You barely see him in game three. Uh, Gabe Irvin was really the only one that you would see on a consistent basis. And then mm-hmm. you lost him to an injury in the fourth game of the season, which then uh, led to even more of a shakeup in the running back room. You see Jacquez Yant for a couple of carries. He, he makes one mistake, gets pulled for the rest of the game. You don't see him in the next game. It's just very confusing what this staff has been able to or what the staff uh, was doing with the running back room, and we'll see if um, the dismissal of Ryan Held as the running backs coach, maybe that shakes things up and Scott Frost decides to uh, play with a little more running backs and, and maybe sub some more people in to try and keep fresh legs in the game. Well, and it's interesting because when you're looking at the running back room, they they have the, the, the guy that's kind of in the, the voice in that room is Ron Brown, who a lot of Husker fans know. He's been a coach for a very long time, been involved with Nebraska for a substantial amount of time. And so if the running back room was healthy and, and you hadn't just lost Sevion Morris into the transfer portal this week or or you find out Ramir Johnson is banged up and other problems going on around the or just not not even problems, just other things to small issues. Yeah, small issues to that are brought to the light that are happening in that running back room. I would still feel confident about the running back room just because of who the main voice in that in that room is. But now 
and, and there's been that talk of is the offense going to look any different? And I don't think so because it's still going to be Scott Frost calling the plays. It's still going to be Scott Frost kind of uh, manning the ship, if you will. Mm-hmm. And does that matter? Does does that depend on on Adrian Martinez's health? Do we see Logan Smothers? There's there's so many questions. If you get a Logan Smothers, does the offense change at all? Do they do they run the ball more? Do they run more options? Do they do they you know shorten up the passing game and cut the playbook in half or something? If he doesn't understand the playbook, I'm not saying he doesn't, but yeah. but you know you haven't seen him for a while. You don't know what the issue is there. Maybe maybe that's an issue. But my thing is the offense is is definitely not going to change with Scott Frost still at the helm, but. There is a possibility that you know the the wide receivers coach is gone, the running backs coach is gone. Uh, maybe I don't know how much how much actual say they had in personnel decisions and who yeah. would play for for uh, what play and what formations and everything. But maybe you see a shakeup in those rooms and some more people see the field and see some game action with Scott Frost at the helm. I mean he's 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 going to be calling the plays like he normally is, but maybe he's making more personnel decisions or that, maybe just the other people who are in charge of those rooms now mm-hmm. have different feelings about other players in those rooms and decide to to move somebody ahead of somebody else. And that'll be interesting because if we do see a Logan Smothers, not package necessarily, but a Logan Smothers sighting in a certain situation to where Nebraska's still in the ballgame and, and Adrian's playing fine or you know serviceable or however mm-hmm. you want to categorize it, that'll tell you a lot about how this staff kind of views Logan Smothers' role next year as a possible um, starter possible because I still feel like they're going to get into the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. It will depend on you know what if if they've had conversations with Adrian. He says that they're going to wait. Yesterday it was nine. Today it's eight days until after Iowa to find out whether or not. Um, however, he wants to handle his future. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if if we do see Logan Smothers to begin with, but also if we see a backup guy anywhere. Like you said, the personnel decisions. If you see an Alante Brown in the game, if you see a, a a possibility of a Thomas Fedoni, you know he is healthy. If they decide to throw him in there for some type of some type of play, if you see Marquis Step, yep. who you haven't seen for a while, uh, you know maybe some Jacques Yant, maybe you know some other running backs. You, you know it's just it's just the people that. You believe, you know, you got a Marvin Scott in there as well. It's just the people that you believed yeah. or you you thought would have some type of role with the team that maybe you haven't seen for a few weeks or you haven't seen really at all on the offensive end of things. Maybe you've seen them on special teams, but on the offensive end of things, people that you haven't seen on the field in a, in any capacity outside of you know the Buffalo and the Fordham games when they were winning big and they got backups in the game. 402-464-5685. Let's, let's hear your thoughts on this because we get this off the text line from an unnamed texter. Tell Martinez to beat it. Time for both parties to move on. Now, I want to elaborate on that a little bit because I was thinking about this, and, and I will tell you this, that I'm, I'm somewhat in the boat. I'm leaning towards hopping in the boat of it's good for both sides to have a fresh start. But I, I would, Bach asked me this yesterday, and I want to ask you, Rico, and I kind of want to gain and have a little bit more of a longer discussion on it before we get to Mike, Mike Hogan of Badger 24-7. But if, if Nebraska and Adrian are able to win these last two games, mm-hmm. does that appease Nebraska fans, the fan base? No. You don't have to finish. I, I need to, though, okay. I, I, for, for the listeners. I, I want to. Um, does that appease the fan base to maybe have more of an open mind in Adrian Martinez coming back. Now, here's where the gray area, and then because mm-hmm. I, I want you to, yeah. I want you to, because I want to give people things to think about here, because this is kind of what's been running through my head a little bit, is there's so many ways that it kind of 
comes full circle. And there's so many moving parts that if that were to happen, let's just go ahead and say Nebraska wins these last two. Scott Frost gets his first two wins, or first wins over Wisconsin and Iowa, mm-hmm. and Adrian comes is announcing that he's coming back for another year. First of all, it needs to be very it's it's very crucial that they don't just hand him the starting job. They still need to, um, whether that's in Logan Smothers, it needs to be an open competition next year because I like I just said I'm I'm starting starting to lean into that boat of where it needs to be a fresh start. Now, mm-hmm. this is where it kind of throws a couple wrinkles into play. Scott Frost talks about he's been very transparent. One thing that he has been transparent about is that he and Trev Alberts both want him to take a CEO role. He wants to step back. Now, there is skepticism, rightfully so, that that's going to actually happen. And, and so with that, you feel like the offensive coordinator needs to have a say in the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the guy running his offense. So this is gonna it's it's going to be very weird down the stretch, very uncomfortable down the stretch, if Scott Frost hires an offensive coordinator, they go out into the transfer portal, but Adrian comes back. Because now you have a guy in, in the offensive coordinator that says, Hey man, I'm I'm here for one year. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Possibly one year. Yeah. I mean he's probably going to get signed to a two, three year or two year contract more than likely. But you have a guy that's saying, "Hey, I, I need to fight for my job because mm-hmm. your your back's up against the wall." You're with a coach who could be on his last legs. That's that's Scott Frost completely sinking the ship before it even gets going. Is is if he if he's making that decision for his offensive coordinator? So that's where it throws a lot, a lot of wrinkles. And are you are you getting what I'm saying? There? I do. No, I get what you're saying, but I, I I disagree in the fact that it would be awkward if Adrian decides to come back. And they go into the transfer portal and bring in a quarterback. I think that would be if if Adrian comes back. I think that's exactly what they would need to do because you've already seen Adrian with Logan Smothers for these for 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 two years or for one year, and Adrian Martinez beat him out. And are you going to tell Did me he? in? Well, I don't. Well, that's the that's thing. But Scott exactly Frost is, and you know, you want Scott Frost to take more of a CEO role. He wants that. Trev wants that. But. If you're bringing back the quarterback that you brought on with you from year one, you you got to Nebraska, yeah. you went out and you you found this quarterback that you wanted, and you brought him in with you. Are you going to tell me Scott Frost is going to bring in an offensive coordinator and let him choose a quarterback and have the quarterback he brought with him from day one? Yeah, and just say, well, you know, he kind of has a leg up. He knows, you know, what I want and all mm-hmm. this stuff because you know you you know I'm the offensive genius here. I'm the one that that runs the offense and everything. I, I don't think that it would be that awkward. It would just be something that needs to happen. But honestly, I think it's – they say that they're waiting until after the Iowa game. Yes. I think it's been decided. I'm sure it has. I, I, I believe that Adrian and Frost are already on the same page, whether he's staying or whether he's going, and mm-hmm. they already know what they're going to do. So, you know, the offensive coordinator that they're looking at, maybe they've already told, yeah. you know, in, in the interviews, you know, this is what's going to happen where he's going to be coming back. But we want you to go out into the transfer portal or what have you and bring somebody in that you think would run your offense perfectly or run your offense exactly the way you want them to run it. And then those two will battle it out. And whoever wins is, is the person who wins. I, and, and that's exactly what Adrian needs. Yeah. He needs somebody to push him because for exactly. his years, he's had, you know, Noah Vedral was probably the closest competition he's had to taking his starting spot. I know he lost his starting spot for a game to Luke McCaffrey, but but we all agree that Luke McCaffrey, great athlete, not a good quarterback. No, and I want to make this clear is I am in the boat of, I, I understand that if Adrian comes back, he's been handed this, not not handed, I don't want to, I don't want to He is that. the, he is he the is, front runner. He is, he has been the, the 
obvious starter the last couple years. And that we're, we're getting this on the text line about how, Nick, are you new here? If Adrian comes back, he'll be the starter. They don't believe in open competition when Adrian is here, clearly. If Adrian that's, comes that, back, they'll but, have a competition, but Adrian already has yes, a leg up. You should start them equal footing, but Adrian has a leg up. And that's exactly what I'm trying to get at, is that is what needs to switch up with this staff. That's exactly what I'm saying. That that's exactly what I'm saying is because from right, from right off the get go, mm-hmm. if he's having a front of, uh, of if he's having more of a leg up or if he's unofficially in mm-hmm. the front a front runner, that's where the 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 disconnect's already happening, because what they're telling us what they want to do, and and who knows what the conversations internally are are doing, but what they're telling the fan base once again, I said it on Monday, transparency and accountability. And bam, you're breaking those right off the bat right there. That's what I'm getting at. Instead of instead of Adrian winning the job, if he comes back and they go into the transfer portal and would have you know, or if they're you know still running with with uh, Smothers and Harburg, whoever they decide mm-hmm. to have as that second or third person, whoever's competing with Adrian to get that job, instead of Adrian winning the job, it will be Adrian not losing the job. Exactly, and that's where there's a problem. That is where there's a problem. Yes. And yes. and that's that's exactly what I was kind of getting at. But to me, I, I I mean I'm in that boat with you. I think Adrian not for not for the fan base and not for Frost and not for, you know, anybody else, but for Adrian's own sanity, I don't believe that he should come back to Nebraska because of all of the heat, all of the criticism, all of the blame he has gotten for 4 years when things haven't gone right. It's gone to Adrian. It's been, you know, he can't make decisions fast enough. He couldn't get out of the yeah. pocket. He overthrew this guy. He did this, he did that for his own sanity. I believe that he he should probably after this season is over, uh uh, you know, declare for the NFL, transfer to a different, you know, whatever he wants to do for his future, I don't know if coming back would be great for his mental health. And that's a very good point. And I I am I will say it. I mean, I would that, love I think, for him I to think come it's, back. I, I will say this. I think it's best for both sides. Yes. For I Nebraska, would love for Adrian to come back. For but. Nebraska and for Adrian Martinez to to just say, hey, we it's it's ran its course. Mm-hmm. Like that's and at some point, um and and looking ahead this is might this might not be the best thing for me to say, but looking ahead, and, and Husker fans will be in the same boat, I'm sure. Sometimes and when saying you say that, it's not the best thing for me well, to say. Well, that's fine. No, I, I'm I'm just saying this right now is that looking ahead at next season, and, and talking about the accountability aspect, and talking about whether or not Scott Frost is is capable of being a coach and winning here at Nebraska, that's one less reason that they could fall back on if if it's a sub if it's a, if it's a season that fails to meet expectations. Is mm-hmm. that well? We haven't seen Scott. That that brought was brought up this year. Is is why to keep him? Why to keep Scott Frost another year? Is well, we'll see what he's like without Adrian Martinez. Yeah, and and that that has to stop. That has to stop because at the end of the day, it's about results. And we we talked about it earlier in the week about how how progress needs to that that progress conversation needs to needs to be uh, subsided. I, I want to get to this really quickly before we we take our first break. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because we got this on the text line yesterday, and I, I mentioned it briefly, but somebody said on on the text line that as long as Nebraska gets a serviceable quarterback, that was the word that they used, serviceable, serviceable. Hmm. quarterback that can make the, just, the, just the basic throws, Nebraska will be okay. Now, once again, this is where <laughs> you get the, the sprinkles of, of flavor because what Scott Frost... flavor today? I, I don't know. Scott Frost offense is quarterback centric. Yes it is. It needs a quarterback 
similar to Adrian Martinez to reach its full potential. Obviously, you need the guys around him, but it needs a guy that can make plays with his arm and with his feet mm-hmm. to be successful. Think about like Marcus Mariota. That's that's the peak. Yes. That's the peak. I mean, with with it, this offense, really, it depends on a quarterback who is deadly accurate and athletic enough. I think the the problem with Adrian Martinez is he might be too athletic, mm-hmm. so that the, the the coaching staff has relied well, on him making plays with his legs or or uh, calling plays for him to run the ball and and you know keep defenses on their toes a little bit too much, and that led to injuries, and injuries lead to you know. Uh, him not playing as well as he can and trying to gut his way through injuries, trying to be, you know, he is very tough, but being a tough guy and gutting through these injuries sometimes leads to more injuries and less than stellar performances. Yeah, and and what I was going to build off of what I just said about the whole serviceable quarterback thing, that goes into, once again, Scott Frost taking a step back and allowing an offensive coordinator to run an offense. Mm Mm-hmm even if it's not his desired offense. That's what I'm saying like this this um this hire and and Scott Frost willing to step back like and actually stepping back like he says he wants to and like Trev Alberts has told him that he wants to. It's crucial to the success of this program. And when you really un, un unwrap and and really nitpick the the little parts of just the quarterback position it, it, you can really see how important it is that not only they get a, a good offensive-minded person in there doing the job, but that it's a two-way street. That once again, there's that transparency and and allowing the offensive coordinator to run or do his job. Mm-hmm. Let's just make it, just say that, just a generalization there. Just do what they want to do because, without fear of somebody coming in and taking over. Because think about it this way. if If Scott Frost is the guy that decides who they go after in the transfer portal. If Scott Frost decides who they want to pick up in the in, from the transfer portal, if they go that route, which is kind of seems to be the, the common thought, mm-hmm. and the offensive coordinator isn't on board or isn't 100% on board, then they switch their offense, they manipulate the offense, they, they try to change it to the quarterback's strong suit, mm-hmm. and that, that can have some disconnect as well. So that's where it's like all this works in... in it comes back together mm-hmm. to Scott Frost stepping back and being willing and open-minded to somebody else coming in and changing things if needed because your back's up against the wall and 2022 could be your final season at Nebraska. That is true. It's 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 kind of hard to build an offense around somebody who is not fit for the things that you want to do. It's a lot easier to to have somebody that is really good at something that they do and and fit your offense to fit what they are are more capable at than than what you what you're trying to do. I know that I'm just kind of like a word soup right there, but <clears throat> if you got a, if you have a quarterback who is better at throwing the ball than running the ball and they're more of a pocket passer, you're not going to be running read options with that person. If you have a quarterback who is more athletic than they are um then they're better at throwing the ball. You're not going to be asking them to make throws into small windows all of the time. You are going to take what you have at a quarterback at a quarterback's position mm-hmm. and try to make your offense fit what they are good at doing. And it, it, and here we I'm, I'm reading some reaction from the text line four zero two four six four five six eight five and we can continue this on the other side really quickly because um, we're we're having quite a few texts flow through. It, it, somebody says this just added if we had a good offensive line things would be different. 
it would certainly help. It would certainly help open up the running game um, that could complement a passing game. Also, talking about just how quarterback-centric an offense is, you don't have to, if it's more, if it's simplified or more of a balanced attack, you're not asked, you don't have to ask your quarterback to win you games and be a superstar. Um, Nebraska started to really embrace Nebraska as a program. This is not just a Scott Frost thing. This is uh, Shenander and hit the guys under him picking up their slack. And Nebraska's kind of embraced that where their defense is the stronger side of the ball this year. This season. Now, next season, it's going to be interesting. And I think that's a lot of a thing that a lot of people might be overlooking is that Nebraska's defense is going to be losing a lot of guys. There's a chance that some guys return in like a Damian Daniels. However, those those guys have a good seasons. The secondary is going to be losing quite a few guys. Cam Taylor Britt talked about senior bowl. Deontay Williams is gone. Um, Markel Dismuke is gone. You're losing three for sure. You're, you're losing three. And, and we feel comfortable about Miles Farmer. And, and especially Travis Fisher, but you never know, number one, attrition. You never know um, if guys may just regress, unfortunately. And that's just the way it is. And so that's something that also that you have to play into a, into or take into account when you're looking at next year and, and looking at um, expectations and, and standard. Although, in my opinion, those should never change, no matter who is coaching your program or who is in, that, in those rooms. But that's a whole other discussion for another time. Some people like to change it. Yeah, let's. We can continue this discussion in the final segment here on a Friday. Uh, but before we do, we must get to Mike Hogan of Badger Twenty Four Seven Sports up in Madison. We'll uh, preview Wisconsin and Nebraska next up on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. dot 